corner the duke of course i hear you you're standing right next to me <laughs> lady desmond responded and stop staring at the duke of osborne it's most unbecoming fear started guiltily i'm not staring at him you're practically salivating girl lady desmond tapped her fan against her palm i'll grant you he's a fine sight but he's not our target Foxford will do nicely, I should say. She glanced around the room. Hasn't arrived yet. Thea suppressed a shudder. Foxford would not do. Not in a million years. She'd been dutiful and obedient her entire life, except for that one time, in the church. But she had absolutely no intention of marrying a gentleman of her mother's choosing. The Duke of Osborne now commanded the exact centre of Lady Thistlewaite's ballroom. His long limbs anchored to the marble floor, as if he were a ship's masthead. Widows in daringly low-cut satin eddied around him like frothing waves, and debutantes glowing with youth and optimism cast blushing glances, while their mamas plotted to entice the Duke away from his aversion to marriage. What had she been thinking? She couldn't march right up to such a notorious rake. Every gaze in the room was fastened upon him. She'd just have to write him another letter. Yes, that's exactly what she'd do. A nice, safe letter from her desk. Let's see. Dear Monumental Duke, Tonight I didn't speak with you because... Oh, there's Lady Gloucester. The Countess peered across the length of her narrow nose. I must hear the tale of Lady Augusta's marriage. (laughs) <laughs> a mere officer, poor as a church mouse, can you imagine? I always knew she'd marry beneath her. Her mother sailed away in search of gossip. A group of young, be-ribboned debutantes stared at Thea, giggling and whispering behind their ivory fans. She could just imagine their whispers. Do you see her? That's disastrous Dorothea, back from exile. Really? Let me have a look. Why is she so disastrous? You mean you haven't heard about the jilting? Thea unclenched her hands and stared up at a copy of Titian's Perseus and Andromeda in its gilt frame, a wash with stormy grey and flowing scarlet. If only a fierce demigod would swoop down to rescue Thea from the sea monster of polite society. Polite? Hardly. Only a thin veneer of civility masked the snide whispers and scrutinizing glances. Ten years in Ireland wouldn't have been sufficient to make them forget. She caught sight of the Duke, disappearing through the glass doors leading to the balcony with Mrs. Renwick on his arm, no doubt headed for an intimate tete-a-tete. Now was her chance to approach him with as few observers as possible. What's the worst that could happen? He could laugh in her face. Someone could witness her latest humiliation. They've laughed before. Called you names. Thea's white slippers tapped across the rose and grey patterned marble before she had time to change her mind. Conversation ebbed and flowed around her. She kept her head lowered, concentrating on swirling white satin. When it was absolutely unavoidable, when she could see the heels of the Duke's black dress shoes, Thea lifted her eyes. His back was turned to her. He leaned down to whisper in Mrs. Renwick's perfectly shell-shaped ear. 
dear heavens. From across the ballroom, he'd appeared slightly more manageable. He was much, much larger up close. Monumental. Thoroughly untoppleable. This was never going to work. But it was too late to turn back now. His shoulders stretched far above her head, as wide and tall as an executioner's scaffold. <coughs> she cleared her throat in a thoroughly unladylike manner. He paid her no notice. She reached up, and then up some more, and tapped his shoulder. She could have been a fly buzzing around a bull for all the attention she generated. Mrs. Renwick giggled and swatted the lapel of his black tailcoat with her red silk fan. <laughs> You're incorrigible, Thea heard her say. Thea cleared her throat more loudly this time. Your grace, <clears throat> to Thea's mortification, the words emerged as a high pitch.